Messiah's Branch Broadcast, a one-hour prophecy program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Well, greetings, saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy. We are brought live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on that American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is January 11, 2024. Saints, if you haven't figured it out yet, the world is in great turmoil. Most still don't realize it, but we are in that time of the end. I don't know how you can be blind and not see. And that is the time before Messiah's glorious return, which is a great and wonderful thing, the most wonderful thing that could ever happen. But it's time to get out of sin as it always is. Get out of the world. Look to that holy city. It's your time clock. Look to the one who suffered and died for you. Did you not hear the sound of the shofar? You really need to heed the warning and get right now before it's too late. Please make the choice for you should or not. If you need help after the program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, leave your name, number, prayer request, and or message. Phone number, just go to my cell phone. Text me first so I know it's not a robocall, 316-619-4886. You can find always updates about everything you need to know about us at our ministry hub, which is simply prophecyhour.com. Remember, we're a live radio program. We simulcast live on it internationally. It's on some independent FM, four different MP3 streams, Kick, Twitch, Rumble, Phone Bridge, picked up by most every podcaster out there. Our website has had over 11 million hits in the last two years. So we're getting out there. We're warning the world as it happens. On another note, let's thank our listeners, places like Toronto, Canada, Perth, Australia, Taronga, New Zealand, probably didn't pronounce that one right, and of course, cities in the United States such as Lexington, Kentucky, Los Angeles, California, Hagerstown, Maryland, and last week again, Richmond, Washington, you were the largest group of listeners, at least when the program podcasts as they do at branch.podomatic.com. Boy, I'm tongue-tied tonight. Well, I hope our guest is doing better than that. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua Hamashiach's name, I pray. Father, I pray radio tonight goes according to your will, not our will, Father. And please give everyone out there ears and wish to hear and understand the truth. So please, Father Yahweh, and your Son, Yeshua Hamashiach's mighty name, bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. First Thessalonians chapter 2 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, or by our gathering together unto him, that you be not shaken in mind or be troubled, neither in spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, that the day of Messiah is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except the come of falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, is, he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Are we there to that falling away? 
First, I have nothing against anyone in the Catholic faith. There are roughly an estimated 1.2 billion Roman Catholics in the world, according to Vatican figures. Many other churches also closely align with them, proclaiming Christ. I'm not against you. But, folks, tonight I'm in shock as to a point that I heard from Jonathan Kahn, a, a sermon that he did, about Pope Francis. Because it seems that Pope Francis just came out and said that they will bless uh, the people in the church that are in sin. Folks, you can't bless people in sin, but you can't pray for them. But let's go on. So Pope Francis has granted his formal approval allowing Catholic priests to bless same-sex couples as long as they do not appear to endorse their marriage, marking the church's most permissive decree on the issue of same-sex couples. Okay, the declaration was published Monday in a new document on the pastoral meeting of blessing. Marks a major department a departure for the Vatican, which only two years ago has said God cannot bless sin in a controversial 2021 decision about same-sex couples. Monday's document was approved by Pope Francis to bless them saying the sin they are in are separate from the people. It, to me, seems like a just a play on words, but I don't know. This same Pope also said, speaking of the Ten Commandments, he says, I observed them, but not as absolute. Pope Francis said that of the Ten Commandments at a general audience on August 18, 2021. Really? So... Which are which ones aren't rigid? Which ones does he not, you know, commit to? I mean, thou shalt not murder or commit adultery. Which is he speaking of of these Ten Commandments that he doesn't do rigidly? The, cate the Catechism of the Catholic Church states about the Ten Commandments. They were written with the finger of God. They are preemptly the words of God. The Catechism also states that in fidelity to scriptures and conformity with the example of Jesus, the tradition of the church has acknowledged the primordial importance and significance of the Decalogue, which is the Ten Commandments. So what is this? Can we do what we will? Is this part of the falling away? Where are we at? Is this important? Is this a milestone? Hey, I know what we can do. Let's ask Pastor Carl Gallops what he thinks about all that. You know, he is a best-selling author. He's a senior pastor since 1987. He's a talk radio host, heard nationally, internationally. He's on TV. He's a radio guest commentator, former decorated board of law enforcement officer, founder of P.P. Simmons, <clears throat> uh, Simmons News and Ministry Network. And he's also a member of the Board of Regents at the University of Mobile in Mobile, Alabama. Carl's written 12 books now. He's also co-authored and did some work on some other books for other people. The Rabbi Who Found Messiah, The Magic Man in the Sky, Final Warning, Be Thou Prepared, When the Lion Roars, Gods and Thrones, Gods of Ground Zero, The Rabbi, The Secret Message and the Identity of Messiah, Gods of the Final Kingdom, Masquerade, The Summoning, Glimpses of the Glory, his newest book is the Yeshua Protocol, which, wow, I really love that book. You guys should get it. It's, it's got so many wonderful things in it. But anyway, welcome, Pastor Carl. How are you? Pastor Dan, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. It's an honor to be back with you. And by the way, I need to give you a message from Messianic Rabbi Zeph Barat. I was on the phone with him just a few hours ago, and uh, he and I are scheduled very soon 
to be back in the States together doing some media. It'll be a quick run because uh, we've got several media outlets that want us to come. But he's got to come by way of Israel. Yeah, and then he's got to get out of Israel and go to Europe and from Europe to come to the United States. It's, you know, he's going around his elbow to get to his mouth. So um, it's, it's going to be a shortened trip, but he's on his way soon. And we look forward to that, doing some great media for the kingdom work. But he knew that I was coming on your show tonight, and he said, please give Pastor Dan my love and his audience. And uh, he said, I hope to see him again soon. So I'm just delivering that message, brother. Well, amen and amen. If you guys can, uh, let me know when he hits here. Maybe we, I can work out a time, even if i got to do something like, oh, my gosh, pre-record. I hate to hate that word. Anyway, um, I'd like to have him on for a few words. Maybe even you might both come on at the same time. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I'll tell him, give him my blessings for sure. I will. I will. And, yeah, we'd love to do that. We'd love to come on at the same time. So Yeah, that, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can work that out. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, thank you, brother. Okay. Well, amen. And I – go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I think you were going to ask me about uh, Pope Francis, and I'm ready to go on that, but you go ahead. Yeah, and, you know, one of the, for the record, this is one of very rarely times that I've ever, you know, asked you in advance or sent something like that in advance. This subject greatly upsets me to a point, and I've really been back and forth about it. But before I do that, I just want to also convey I got the message um, about that other guest, and I'm going to try working on booking him in next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Oh, you're going to love him. He's going to be great. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. And and, and he's got a lot of experience in, you know, broadcasting, so in, in a lot of your audience will know of him, too. So, right. anyway, anyway, that'll be great. Okay. Well, here's the thing. You know, first of all, no, you did kind of give me a heads up on this, and and I, I it's because it's so controversial, I think, and you just wanted to make sure I wasn't quote blindsided, and that's kind right. of you. And, but I, I've always told you, you you really don't ever have to do that. But if you feel led to, please do. It's always helpful to me. But I'm almost always ready to talk about the Word of God in context to things that are happening today. So let me just say this about. Pope Francis um, approving, quote, blessings for same-sex couples. And then he says, but but that blessing must not resemble a marriage. And, and you know, a lot of double talk. Well, l listen, I, I just want to put all of this in context. I'm not here to defend the Pope. Now, there's, there's some context to these words that I want to make clear to your audience. But on the other hand... I am here to defend the Word of God, the contextual, balanced Word of God. And I think I can give some wisdom and some insight to all of this. So I'm looking at, just I just pulled it up a second ago. So there was an AP article titled, Pope Approves Blessing for Same-Sex Couples. And it must not, or that must not resemble marriage. Now, I'll talk to you a little bit deeper in, about that in just a moment. And then that's from uh, AP News, all right? The uh, AP News pro process. Hold on just a minute. And then here's one from uh, WKBW.com. It's in uh, Buffalo, uh, Illinois, I believe. And um, it is, let me see. 
No, excuse me, Buffalo, New York. What am I talking about? Buffalo, Illinois. Anyway, <laughs> but I, I, I'm crazy. I, I knew what I meant to say, and then it dawned on me what I said. But anyway, the title of it is, quote, this is a pretty bold step. And they're quoting somebody in there. It, and it says, the Pope will allow priests to bless same-sex couples. Quote, I am beyond thrilled, and it really is a monumental change. Okay. Now, let's take all of these words and let's read the whole story and let's find out what all of this is really, really about. Okay. First of all, I'm not real wild about Pope Francis, and I'm like you, brother. I, I don't judge Catholic people any more than I want people judging Baptist people or Pentecostal people. The thing is, the Word of God judges us, and all of us. And, and people ask me sometimes, you know, that maybe they're anti-Catholic, and they say, Preacher, don't you think all Catholics are going to hell? And I often say, well, no more than I think all Baptists are going to heaven. I mean, it's, it's, it's not about denominations. It's, not, it's about what do we do with the contextual biblical claim that Jesus Christ has upon our life. If he is Lord and Savior, if he is the way, the truth, and the life of our life, then we belong to him. Now, there's more, a little more to it than that, but that's the point. And so it's not about Catholic and Baptist. Now, now you can take various denominations, and even Baptist, of which I belong, and I, don't even, I seldom even talk about that. We are a Jesus-loving, Bible-believing, standing in the contextual Word of God church that does missions and ministries similar to your ministry. We seldom describe ourselves as Baptists, but, but we are a Baptist church. But the point is that Baptists have problems. I talk about it all the time. I go to our denominational headquarters and talk about it. All denominations have some kind of issue with theology or problem or an ism or a schism. They just do, brother. I know there are some listening right now that are screaming at me saying, well, we don't. Our denomination doesn't. Oh, yes, it does. Tell me your denomination, and I'll tell you one of the isms and schisms or one of the outlying contextual understandings of the Bible in which we've fallen. We live in Satan's world. We live in a fallen world. We live in the age of the doctrines of demons that are circumnavigating the globe, and they are infecting any denomination or church that will get lazy in its study, continual study of God's contextual word. So, having said all of that, you and I are not here to condemn all Catholics. However, Pope Francis speaks for the vast majority of the people in the world who claim to be, and I'm making air quotes, Christians. All right? As you said in your opening comments, billions of people claim to be Christians, and they are Catholics. So, there's that. Now, we all know that some denominations make it more difficult, I'm just going to say this, to follow the Word of God in its context. Uh, uh, the, the Catholic denomination, in my opinion, is one of those. When it speaks of things and demands things of its people that the Word of God in context does not speak of or does not demand. And I don't want to get into all that tonight, but I do say that it is a denomination where there are many born-again Catholics, but good gosh, even they take a lot of heat sometimes from some of their church leadership around the world. So, having said all of that, 
we'll get right to what the Pope said. Now, he said this about four weeks ago, about three and a half weeks ago, but it's just now kind of hitting the radar of a lot of people. And so what he says is um, uh, uh, he's going to allow priests to bless same-sex couples. Okay, but what does bless mean? Well, I read about five different articles from major news sources, and they have quotes around his words, so I'm going to assume he literally said these words, and I'm just going to paraphrase them. But what he was saying is that we need to treat them with dignity and respect, and we need to allow them to come to church if they want to come to church instead of treating them like third or fourth class citizens and judging every detail of their life. I mean... Again, it sounds like I'm an apologist for the Pope, but I'm not. I want you to hang on. There's a context to all of this. So, so, but that's what he was saying. See, you and I, Pastor Dan, probably use the word bless a little differently. You know, here in the South, we might say, well, bless your heart, you know, and that means one thing. And on the other thing, if somebody says, hey, I'm living in a same-sex relationship, and I say, well, bless you, my dear child, well, now, Now, if I, as a pastor, said that, that would be a little different than bless your heart. That that's kind of like okay, yeah, that's cool with me. Uh, I hope God blesses you. God will bless you. Bless you. Well, but but that's not exactly what the Pope was trying to communicate. Yet that's the way it came off. And 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 I'm going to tell you, I think he's opened a portal that's going to be difficult to close. And people are going to take advantage of it. And again, I'm not saying the Pope is innocent. He's the leader of the Catholic world. He should know better than to use that phraseology. But he used it. So now we've got to deal with it. So what he's saying, and I've read this from several articles, he gives the example of what if you've got a family and they've got a child that's grown up and decided that they are gay. Or, or believe that that's how God created them. Okay? So he's saying, under past Catholic ways of doing things, generally, those people were excluded from even coming in the church doors. You know, they were just banned. They were barred. Oh, you're a gay? You're a homosexual? You're not welcome here. Well, see, brother, I think that's a wrong attitude. I'll talk about what we've done at the church I pastor for 37 years regarding this issue and many others like it. But so the Pope was saying, here's the example. So what do you do with that family that has a gay child that we are now turning into a third or fourth class citizen and not even allowing them to come on the campus? And he said, so what does that do to that family? What does that do to that mother and father? What does it do to the other siblings? What does it do to that one who's in homosexuality? Are we ever going to be able to reach them? And so that that's why he put that caveat, if you need to bless them, but don't, that, that just doesn't mean we're going to do same-sex marriage now. Marriage is between a man and a woman. But, but he said we need to bless these people. Well, again, when I'm saying that word bless, you and I are automatically thinking that we should wink at it, that we should approve of it, that we should promote it even. Bless you, bless you. Uh, But 
And that's where it's going, brother, and that's where it's going to go, and it probably is going to go all the way to same-sex marriage. And I will talk about that in a moment. I know some people are saying, but the Pope said don't do that. Well, the Pope has said don't do a lot of things, but the more liberal element of the Catholic denomination has done them anyway down through history. So there are some who are now trying to analyze the Pope's uh, uh, de declaration and say, wait a minute, did he open that door on purpose? Did he let, use that language on purpose? Did he use that fuzzy language so that so that churches would start doing gay marriage anyway, and before long it would become normative? Well, I know we've got a break to go to in here a minute, and I need to hush and let you intervene and interject, but when we come back from the break, if you will allow me, and if you want me to, I will go forward with this because there's so much more to it, and, and I'll tell you what I think is really going on. I'll read to you quotes from people who are heavily into the entire LGBTQ community, and at the same time, they claim to be Catholics and Christians, and I'll tell you what they're saying. And then I'll tell you what we have done at the church I pastor for 37 years that I think accomplishes what the Pope is now claiming he meant, but yet we do not compromise the Word of God at all. And if you'll allow me, I'll unpack all of that. What do, what do you think? Okay. What do you think, brother? Okay. Uh, let me intercede. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of why I told you ahead of time so you could give it an explanation that people need to see. Let me say, i got enough time. I want to say two two things. Number one, don't get me wrong, you know, um, I bless anybody that asks for a prayer. You know, I will pray for them. Sure. Um, if I know they're a known, you know, known in sin, even a, a gay person, I will, you know, my prayer will make sure that it includes that, you know, the Father manifests himself to them and draws him to, you know, makes him, himself a reality to them in hope that they might get saved, right? Yeah. So we can't, as pastors, not pray for sinners. I mean, and praying for a sinner is a blessing, I mean, you know, so to speak. Yes. But yes. The, these words, uh, you know, he, he's walking in. A, this is a minefield. This yes. Opened up a minefield, especially when I came across the part that he says that he doesn't. He says he doesn't keep the Ten Commandments as an absolute. So we have people that are saying, well, which ones don't he believe is absolute? And then he makes this statement. So anyway, yeah. yes, we want your input. We want Thank to you. hear what you got to say after break. But I got to go to break. So, folks, we got to go to break. You can find Carl Gallops at carlgallops.com. I'll make sure I include a link with it. And we'll come back and Pastor Carl bless you. We'll be Thank right you. back. Pastor Dan will be right back. In this time of the social and spiritual breakdown of America and the world, in these prophetic end times, God is calling multitudes of Christians to the Ozarks and other safe havens around the world to survive so they can spread the gospel. 
The Arkhaven Intentional Neighbors Vision is to prepare Christians physically, mentally, and spiritually for these end times. Thousands are coming to the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas and Missouri, where even the CIA says it's one of the safest places on earth. The Intentional Neighbors concept allows Christian neighbors to own adjacent land to each other so they can aid and help each other. The community is exploding with nurses, a doctor, and other professionals as well as many others. If you cannot afford to buy a house, you can rent a house. Call 479-502-1789. That's 479-502-1789. Or visit arkhaven.org. That's arkhaven.org. Tell them Pastor Dan sent you. In Genesis 41, tells the story of Pharaoh having a dream of seven fat ears of corn, followed by seven blasted ones, meaning there's seven years of plenty, and then there was seven years of famine following. We are now in seven years of famine once again, starting September 25th of 2021. Joseph's Kitchen is about getting actual wheat berries, putting them through a meal, takes 30 seconds, putting it along with the ingredients into a bread machine, pushing a button. Two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice steaming hot loaf of whole wheat bread. Most long-term storage food is from nine to $10,000, one person, one year. At Joseph's Kitchen, it's two people, one year, about $2,000. Then you decide whether you want to have food for one person one year, two people one year, four people one year, or six people one year, all at josephskitchen.com. That's right, about $1,000 per person per year at josephskitchen.com. josephskitchen.com. Well, folks, we are back. This is Pastor Dan Catlin. You're listening to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour on the America Voice Radio Network. I just can't get words straight tonight. And, yes, we are talking with Pastor Carl Gowitz. Just give me one more minute and we'll get him on. Um, folks, I just really want you to pray about support the Wichita Mission Church and radio. We're here to warn the world as it happens, and we're also here to bless you so you can bless others. So it will all lead to salvation for many, we pray. But anyway, pray about also supporting Wichita Missions Church. All donations, no matter what size helps. Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart, of course. If you don't wish to help with support, again, consider a donation for radio airtime. I'll tell you another way that you can support us. Share the radio program. Just share them around on social media and get us out there further because then we get out there to warn the world more. And that's where our heart's at. You can donate online, cash app, mail check or money, or find all that stuff at prophecyhour.com or simply call me. Now we're back with Pastor Carl. You're there with me, Carl. I am. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm more than glad to ha- have you. And this is such a a touchy subject because it's it very easily, it's it could go, you could push it either way very, very, very easily. Back to you. Yes. And that's, brother is that the word bless and to give blessing can mean two entirely different things. And he doesn't really define that. He's mushy all around the edges about it, while at the same time being very strict. That Now, I'm not talking about gay marriages. 
that is a man and a woman only. Okay, so what are you talking about? And then the answers are mushy, and so they are subject to different interpretations, and different Catholic leaders are interpreting that word differently. For example, you said a few moments ago, you know, if, 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 you, if you would, you know, help us support, etc., we, we will do this, and we pray that that blesses you. All right, what does that mean? Does that mean that, and we pray that no, no matter how you're living, that, that uh, everything is good and God loves it. It is so you're blessed. No, you don't mean that. You mean something totally different. Well, listen, it's the same thing with what the Pope has done. Now, he's made it clear. We're, I am not for gay marriage. Okay, well, neither is God's word. Okay, so that's, that's good. All right, but we must bless the people. Well, what does that mean? Well, as I said, some of the definition that I'm reading in all these articles is he's trying to say, well, you know, we just got to make people feel welcome in God's house. Okay, I agree with that, but even that must carry a caveat. Do we allow a terrorist that wants to kill us all to feel welcome in God's house? Well, maybe not really, not until he's saved. I mean, you know, the Apostle Paul was a terrorist who was going church to church to kill people and drag them into prison. Was he welcome in, that, in those churches? No, he wasn't. Uh, but when he was saved and proved he was saved and time passed by, was he welcome? Not only was he welcome, but eventually he was loved. He was blessed by the people. Okay, so that word blessing and loving, you know, well, you can love the homosexual. Well, of course you can. But does that mean I have to finance and agree and support and proliferate that lifestyle? Well, biblically speaking, no, it doesn't. As a matter of fact... If that truly is a, a sin, that's an unrepented sin, that separates one from God forever, then you're not loving them by patting them on the head and saying, bless you, child. It's okay if you live this way. You're just a little different than us, but it's okay. Bless you. Well, you may send them to hell. I mean, according to God's word, and that's not a blessing. So it all comes back to what we're talking about as a blessing. All right, now, let me just say this. I, 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 let me, I, I'll use this example, okay? So the, 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 the gauntlet has been thrown down, the verbiage has been used, people are interpreting it to fit their agendas, and that's the danger of this. That's the biggest thing I fault the Pope for doing. For a man of his stature and in his position, he should know better than to take a word, the three different meanings, and throw it out there as the official new dogma of the church without making it crystal clear what he means. Yeah, we need, priest, you have my permission to bless same-sex couples. What the heck does that mean? Okay, let me give you an example. So this article I referenced from uh, WKBW in New York, uh, Buffalo, New York, is titled, This is a Pretty Bold Step. Pope will allow priests to bless same-sex couples. And then they quote a couple of LGBTQ leaders in the, the, the LGBTQ world, quote, I am beyond thrilled. And it really is a monumental change. Well, it is a monumental change. And if your heart is right, I'm glad you're thrilled. But listen to these guys. 
Okay? It says, uh, so a major policy shift came from the Roman Catholic Church. Pope Francis announced priests can now bless same-sex couples. But the church remains against gay marriage. Okay, so what does the word bless mean? Well, quote, I'm beyond thrilled, and it really is a monumental change and a shift, especially in Catholicism, but also in the religious space in general, declared Mitch Nowowski, Fillmore District, Buffalo Common Council. Okay, so he's thrilled, and he says this is a monumental change and shift. Well, it depends on what bless means. I'm going to get to that in a moment, and I'll tell folks how I've handled it as a pastor for almost 40 years. All right, so he goes on to say, here's another one uh, who's the president of, um, of, of an organization, LGBTQ. He says, quote, I think that will be very welcomed for many people across the community, LGBTQ people and their families, responded Brian Ball, B-A-L-L, president of Stonewall Democrats of Western New York. Both Ball and Nowowski are members of the LGBTQ plus one community and were raised Catholic. They're pleased to learn Pope Francis says Roman Catholic priests will now be allowed to bless their same-sex unions. Well, but that's not what the Pope said. And that's what everybody's fussing about. See, these guys have already interpreted it to mean same-sex unions can now be blessed by the church. So he says, quote, if I were to be able to personally say anything to Pope Francis about this, I would absolutely start with a thank you that this is. This is something for the LGBT community that would go towards giving, helping to restore our dignity in the eyes of the church. Well, I get that a little bit in biblical context, and Ball said that. But then it goes on, finally, to end with these words. But both Nikowski and Ball told us, that is the writers of this article, that the Catholic Church now needs to take it to the next step and recognize same-sex marriages. So see, that's what I'm talking about, Pastor Dan. It's like he used mushy words and he answered the question about what he meant with mushy language. And now people are interpreting it any way they want. I mean, the conservatives are saying, well, what he means is just quit being mean to homosexual people. Let's try to reach them for the Lord. Let's treat them with dignity and respect as humans. Let's treat families in our Catholic Church that have gay loved ones. Let's treat them with dignity and respect. We live in a fallen world. We've got to minister to everybody. And that's that's what the conservative Catholics are saying. Liberal Catholics and even LGBTQ people who say they are Catholic or want to be Catholic, they're saying, oh my gosh, this means for pretty soon we're going to be able to have gay marriage. Yet the Pope said that's not what it means. But they're ignoring that and saying he said he's going to bless us. So you see, this whole thing is about the definition of blessing. Now, I, I'm going to hush. i got a lot more to say, but I want you to interject. It's your show, brother. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Pope Francis, and I know you're not listening, but I'm still going to say it. Pope Francis, you owe all of those billions of people, you owe the world an explanation. I, as a minister and a pastor, I am very 
hung on words. I'm the guy that brings out the concordance and makes sure people know what I'm saying and what I meant to say, especially in a word that could have more than one meaning. Thank you. We need clarification, or this isn't going to end well. Back yes. to you. Thank you. So, let me just give an example from my own life and ministry. Not saying that I'm doing it perfectly. Not saying that I've learned how to do it uh, 1,000% correct, and, and now I'm the, uh, the one that knows everything. I'm not saying that. I'm just anecdotally telling your audience, here's how I have chosen to, quote, bless gay people. Okay? I've been the pastor of one church for 37 years. So we've gone through several generations of people in the 37 years I've been there. There were babies being born when I got there that are now 37 years old. I watched them grow up. I watched them graduate from high school. I performed their marriages. I've been there. At and at, and now I have officiated the weddings of some of their babies that have grown up and gotten married. So that's what I've been through and what I'm still going through. So in the midst of that, guess what I've run into? I've run into adultery, pedophilia, um, uh, abortion. Um, I've run into homosexuality. I've run into the whole gay marriage issue. I mean, the world's changed a lot in 40 years, and, and we've had to grapple with all of these things. My policy has always been, from the day I got there, I told the church, do not vote on me unless, and what I said was, that anyone who's coming in these doors to seek the truth or to find the truth or to believe the truth, even seeking the truth, may not find, they may not believe. But if they're seeking the truth of God's word, God's presence, they have to be welcome in this church if I'm going to be the pastor. That includes whether they're black or white or Hispanic or Asian or gay or transgender or, or an adulterer or somebody that's had abortion or whatever. We've got to assess their condition, their heart, their needs. What are they looking for? Now, I told the church, if they're coming here to spread an agenda, if they're coming here to change the Word of God, if they're coming here for, to influence us to water down the Word of God, that's not going to fly. We're going to try to lovingly help them understand who we really are. But if they insist that, oh, no, we're going to change this church, well, then we put them out. And, I mean, there's various ways of doing that. But we put them out, and we've had to do that over the years. But the bottom line is, over these same years, brother, we have ministered to, I mean, we have opened our arms to biracial couples. And I'm talking about 40 years ago. That was a big deal, brother, especially in the Bible Belt in the South. But we did it. Yeah, and we did it. And we did it with love. And those people grew and blossomed. Now, these were people who either were already believers or became believers because of the love our church showed them without this in-your-face judgment and name-calling and all that. I told our church, you better not do that. Now, again, if they come, and then they're going to just change the whole dynamic of everything and somehow uh, pervert the word, then that's a different thing. But, but we bless them by saying, you are welcome here, and we will treat you with dignity and respect. Now, you, you can't just start teaching Sunday school, you're not going to be a deacon or an associate pastor or a trustee or a, an elder or, you know, just come. Just be a part of, of a Bible study class. Be a part of worship. Uh, come make some appointments with the pastor and let's go through the Word and talk to each other and find out where your heart is and how we can minister to you. We want to bless you. But that doesn't mean that 
if you're living in sin, oh my gosh, listen, I've, I've had adults, maybe they've lost their spouses, and the next thing you know, maybe a man has lost his spouse, or a woman's lost hers, and the next thing you know, they show up in my office with their boyfriend or their girlfriend, and they're saying, listen, Pastor, uh, you know, we're older now. We've lost our spouses, let's say, to death. And um, so, but we're, we're, you know, we're living together. And we can't get married because, you know, Social Security and this and that. And that's just a human thing. And we don't need a piece of paper. Isn't that right, Pastor? And I say to them, let me just tell you, I'm not your judge, but the Word of God is. Let me just say to you, what if, God forbid, my precious wife passed away and I got a woman and a girlfriend and brought her into my home and lived with her. And then I was in the pulpit every Sunday preaching. What would you do? I can remember, I can remember, they said, well, well, now, now that's different for you. And I said, really, can you show me that in the scripture? And of course they couldn't. And then they hung their heads and said, you're right, preacher, you're right. We, you know, we thought we could change your mind. Well, no, I mean, it's not that I'm your judge, but the word of God judges us all. Now, listen, the homosexual situation. All right. When that came out of the closet 40 years ago and really became kind of mainstream in the last 20 years, um, we had to deal with it. And then we discovered there were families in our church that were dealing with this within their own family. And they would ask me, Carl, what do I do? It's it's, uh, you know, Christmas and and my son wants to come home. And and but but he's gay and he's living somewhere else. and, And we don't we don't want him in our house. We don't want, I said, well, you know, that's between you and your family, and I'm not going to tell you what to do, but the bottom line is you can love your son and yet let him know that you're not supporting his lifestyle. You can keep the doors open to minister to him. You can pray for him. But now if he's being radical and going to cram it down your throat and maybe bring somebody to your house and say, we're going to go to bed tonight and sleep together in your house, mom and dad, and we don't care what you think. Well, now that's a whole different thing. Same thing in the church. If they want to come and they want to, uh, you know, just seek and say, well, okay, if there's anything to this uh, that that God's Word does not support gay marriage. By the way, God's Word does not support active homosexual activity. By the way, God's Word does not support adultery. Yeah. Not support uh, pedophilia or, or bestiality or fornication. Living, I mean, having sex with people that you're not married to. By the way, homosexuality is not the unforgivable sin. But according to God's word, it is kind of at the lower end of the totem pole as to the degradation of a society. The Bible says that. The book of Romans has a whole chapter written about it. And so, and, and so that, the, the balance is, how are we going to reach gay people if we trash them and call them names? and say you're not welcome in this place. Well, you're not welcome in this place if you've come here to push an agenda, if you've come here to cause problems, if you've come here to try to change the church, but if you've come here just seeking some love, seeking some, Pastor, please sit down and talk to me. I'm so confused about this. You know, and and I don't know, I'm not promising you, Pastor, I'm going to come out of this lifestyle, but I need to know clearly what the Word of God says this. Okay, I will, and I'm not going to judge you. I'm not your judge, but God's Word is, let's examine it together. Okay, now, in in trying to live that way in all of these areas, women, you know, 50% of the people sitting in churches are touched by abortion, brother. 50% of them. Either they've had it, or, or some man 
you know, the woman he got pregnant had it and or some family has somebody that's had abortion. Well, guess what? That's a biblical sin, too. So it took the church a long time. A lot of people were living in the closet on that. But, you know, we've I've always said from my pulpit, listen, abortion is not correct. It is wrong. God's word's clear. I'll put it in context. I'm going to preach on it. But to the one who has had an abortion or to the family who have loved ones that's had an abortion, you are welcome in this place as long as you're just willing to just calm down, chill out, let us love you. It's not the unforgivable sin, but you can't wink, wink at it either. You've got to get right with your own soul. You've got to get right with the Lord. If there are other people involved in this in your life, you, you need to get right with them if that's possible, and some healing can come. See, that's what you call blessing somebody who has been living in sin. And by the way, I don't know of anybody in my church who has never lived in sin, except for me. I'm perfect. That's why I'm the pastor. <laughs> Okay, but watch. I'm being funny. I'm being funny. Somebody will take a clip of that and put that on the internet. Carl Gallops claims he's perfect. But anyway, (laughs) bottom line. I'm going to cut it out and make a a TikTok out of it. I know you would. I knew you would. (laughs) I knew you would do that. But, you know, I'm so old now, I don't care. Yeah, I I don't care. But anyway, (laughs) but anyway, watch this, brother. So, so, I'm just going to say this. It's going to sound self serving, but I've been there 40 years. Whole families know that what I'm saying is the truth. I have ministered to people who've been deeply involved in homosexuality. And sometimes some of these people got AIDS. And then they were devastated. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And this was in the early years when there was really no no help for an AIDS victim. I'm going to die. And then they got to thinking about their eternity. And then they got scared. And then some family member came to me kind of quietly. Listen, my grandson, he's got dying of AIDS. And he just he wants to talk to a pa- Do Are you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I heard a bunch of noise. And I thought I'd lost you. But, no, but it, we've had a little man? drops or something. Okay. Okay. Should I keep going? Yeah, keep going, for, by all means. Oh. oh, okay, okay. I just want to make sure we're still on the air, and I'm going to keep going. But okay. but I've actually gone to these that were dying of AIDS. And, and I'm not making this up, brother. Again, I've got hundreds of witnesses in my church that know this. And I ministered to them. I ministered the love of Jesus, and I told them, I said, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to call you some dirty, rotten, nasty sinner. I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you. But he doesn't love your sin any more than he loves my sin. And I'm here to tell you he can heal you. He can forgive you. And by healing, he might heal your body, but he can heal your soul, and he will do that instantly. And I said, but, you know, you've got to come his way. You've got to come the Bible way. And so I've led some of them on their deathbeds to the Lord. Others, maybe not. I, they never really said, okay, but they just said, thank you for loving me, Pastor. Thank you for praying for me. And then they said, would you do my funeral? And I said, yes. And I have done the funerals of gay people. I have ministered at their bedside, many of them, because they knew that I was a pastor in town who would not judge them, but who would tell them the truth and love them and give them dignity as I love them. There have been gay people that came to our church. I know one time we had a lesbian couple. I saw two girls sitting there. I didn't know they were lesbian, but they they were there, and they came for four or five Sundays in a row. And then, you know, my wife went down and talked to them after service. We just thought they were friends from college or something. 
And so we're just loving on people, and I spoke to them. And then we get a call one night, and and one of them said, "Listen, um, you know, we're gay, and but 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 my partner is in the ICU, and she might be dying, and 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 she has a car, and we only have one car, and I need some help. It's three o'clock in the morning, and I want to see her, and can." You guys are the only ones that have shown us any love. Can we get some help? We got out of bed, 3 o'clock in the morning, went down and got that young lady, took her to her friend's side, and we let them visit. We were just doing our thing out in the waiting room. but And then we took her home and just loved them and ministered. But they always knew because they would ask us. And once we found out, we said, listen, the Word of God does not support your lifestyle. I am not your judge, but the Word of God is. But in the meantime... We're not going to condone what you're doing, but we're not going to trash you either. You are welcome as long as you're searching for truth, as long as you're looking for some kind of answer and maybe healing and coming to Christ. You are welcome in this church. Just do not recruit. Do not push your agenda. Just come and see what God will speak to your heart. They will. Yeah. That me. And they came two or three more weeks, and then finally one of them's job they took away and they moved. And I've not heard from them again. I don't know where they are. But they found love. They found blessing in our church. But they also heard we are not condoning it. We're not going to promote it. We're not going to exalt it. But at the same time, we're not going to trash you or we're not going to advertise, hey, we got some lesbians in our church. Y'all give them a hand. You know, we're not going to do that. We're just going to love you as a human being. We made a huge impact on their life. I could go on and on with these kinds of things, brother. You know what I call all of this? Black, white, gay, homosexual, gay marriage, abortion, uh, um, adultery, fornication, uh, uh, two people living together because they can't afford the Social Security, whatever. You know what I call all this? I call it the hard work of the ministry. We can either say, we can either say, oh yeah, all that's okay. Just do whatever you want. We won't judge you here. That's one extreme. Or we can say, you dirty, rotten piece of filth. Get out of our church. Get out of my sight. That's another extreme. Or we could do what Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. what I try to do. Let me and it sounds like that's what the Pope was trying to do, but I think he's messed up. I think he's opened the door. I, I don't know where he's going to go with it. There's going to have to be some kind of an explanation made of it. We'll yes. have to see where it goes. So I, I'm not even going to address the Pope in this. I, wanted, I do want to say it to what you had to say. Number one, what comes to mind is, is you know, uh, how can they know unless a preacher preach it to them? And if you throw them out, how are they ever going to see God's love, Yahweh's love, Yeshua's love? How are they going to see that? In the same light, too, there is a line there that if they cross, that they should be excluded. Otherwise, it would infect your church. Yep. And yep. that's on a case-by-case, person-by-person yep. basis. And it's the hard work of the ministry. Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you guys got it easy. You just got to read the Bible a little bit and, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, Carl, tell them how they can find you. We're going to have to get out of here. I'm sorry. Okay. CarlGallops.com. CarlGallops.com. I hope I've given some clarification. I hope I haven't confused anybody. I think the Pope has, and I think the Catholic Church is in for a mess. Yeah. They, they, it is a mess because when you have predominant people like Jonathan Kahn speaking about it, he's, you know, they just have to listen to what he has to say. 
if you hear then, 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 you know, this can take it either way. There needs to be a clarification. And the Pope owes, it's on the Pope. He owes it to billions of people. He owes it to the world, you know. Yep. And, yep. Yeah. So he caused a lot of confusion. All right. Will you be blessed and we'll talk again. And, and let me know when Zeb gets here. I will. And you as well. And God right. bless you. Thanks for having me on today. All right. You be blessed. Bye bye, brother. Okay, that was Pastor Carl Gallops, folks, and you can find him at carlgallops.com, or you follow the link if you're listening to the podcast. Of course, we're not a podcast right now, but you just click on the link, and it'll take you to his website. That's pretty simple. Okay, pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church, and you need to take all this to prayer because we are in the time of the end, and, you know, that's just where it's at. You have to test all things. Pray about donating. You can donate online, cash out, mail a check or money order, give a donation over the phone. Must remember, folks, though, there is only one true God. Who is he? He is your father. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for repentance sins, and he rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the way of the Father. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. But don't, don't, um, hurt the Father's Word. Stick to the Word. That's where it's at. Lord our God, Father King Universe, asking Yeshua Hamashiach's name, Father, please bless and keep them, and let you, please let your face shine upon them, and be gracious to them, and give them peace like no one or nothing else can. Till next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You all be blessed. Get on your knees. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch.